The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler, you're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason... Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here, please. He's a great wrestler. Great wrestler, but my goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, the, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown... Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hey. Welcome to the WrestleCast, episode 203. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. I'm joined by our SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey, friend. What's going on, friend? Well, I told a story a few minutes ago about how I have some mead from Baltimore, but I don't like it. But I'm still drinking it, though. Yep, it's definitely a spit, but, you know, we don't throw away alcohol around here on the WrestleCast. Not at all, not at all. Shout out to the hashtag Distraction Finish Drinking Game. <laughs> We're also joined by our WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Mr. Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? What's up? Nothing much. out there. <laughs> Go vote. Vote early if you can. And often, if you're in one of those cities that uh, allow that, too. Yeah, I can. <laughs> uh, this is the WrestleCast. We are brought to you by the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. So it was a pay-per-view Sunday, Hell in a Cell. Hashtag cast in a cell. Thank you for everybody who joined us for the hashtag live tweet. So we'll get into the pre-show. Hashtag say no to pre-shows. It was for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It was the New Day. Kofi and Big E versus Rusev Day. Rusev misses a flying headbutt, but English hits the frog splash for a two count. Rusev is down on the floor and Aiden English locks on the accolade. Rusev takes out Big E, but Kofi escapes. Rusev is dumped to the floor and Kofi hits Trouble in Paradise and he pins Aiden English and the New Day retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. So I know Miss Didi Jonet didn't watch this because she is what? Say no to pre-shows. Hashtag. So G-Money, this was a great match to start off the event. Definitely uh, put some butts in seats. I know there were some people at the concession stand who heard the music and kind of ran to wherever they needed to be to see this. Uh, your kind of analysis on New Day retaining good for the booking or, you know, should Rusev in English really have gotten this? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I think it was good for the booking because I, I really don't want to see that tag team um, be the tag team. I mean, the guys are fun, but in my heart of hearts, I would always like to see Rusev succeed on the singles level. Okay. I don't know if he's He's still, you know, in the doghouse after the whole thing turned out with him and Lana and, um, you know, them getting together and getting married. I don't know if he still has heat over that, but the the guy has it. I, I don't think he should be doing the, the whole tag team thing. I think he should have a singles career. I think that's where the money is. The guy the guy has money, but, you know, you, you may disagree. Uh, you know, yeah, I think his time was there, and unfortunately, John Cena was in the house, and so you know, he couldn't he couldn't get his proper spot when when he was there. It's like you know, you get real hot, you get the United States Championship or you get the Intercontinental Championship, but you just can't break through that buffer. 
and he was there for a second. So, yeah, sometimes maybe you have to go down to the tag team to kind of come back up. So he's, you know, the fans are behind him. He's hot right now. So I could see that maybe that working. I can see that working. So hopefully we'll see where that goes. We get to our main show opening match: Helena Cell, Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy gets a ladder. He then gets a big ladder. He sets it up. Jeff, Jeff sets up a table, and then he hits a twist of fate on Randy Orton, and then he puts him on the table. Jeff climbs the ladders and grabs the top of the cell and swings into a splash, but Orton misses, and Jeff crashes through the table. The ref wants help. Orton tells the ref to do his job, so he covers Jeff Hardy, and he gets the win. Randy Orton takes out Jeff Hardy in the hell in the cell. Now, Miss Didi Jeanette, you weren't eating while you were watching this, were you? I'm sorry. I was. No, no, I wasn't eating. Good, good, good. I didn't want. I'm eating, I'm eating now. What I was gonna say was, it's not so much that Randy beat him, beat Jeff, so much as the table beat Jeff. <laughs> well, like, fuck all ass. Like I said, he's a whole ass creeper. Like big time. Like I don't think he acting no more. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a lot of memorable stuff took place in this match. Randy Orton continued to be a, a sicko. Uh, he found a screwdriver and he placed it in the gauge hole and then he proceeded to twist it and they were real up close and tight and that was real bad. Uh, Randy Orton got some really big whelps that were, you know, bleeding on his back, legs sliced open. So, you know, he paid a price in this Hell in a Cell match. And of course, Jeff Hardy, he did his daredevil thing. And uh, daredevils usually don't walk away from their last uh, their last hurrah. Usually they you know they get broken up and have to retire. So that might have been what happened to Jeff Hardy. G, do you think he'll follow in the footsteps of his brother Matt Hardy? Basically, gave up his uh, WWE in ring career. There's some rumblings that he's been kind of working backstage in an agent capacity, maybe doing a little creative at times as well. Do you think Jeff Hardy will maybe just ride away into the sunset after he's done his, you know, basically the last match he said was on his bucket list? Uh, well, it's, it's definitely possible, but for the most part, I don't know how it, how it was possible, but he was able to remain healthy. I think the his ma- the major injuries that he did have involved him riding the, the bike, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, right. that's that's what messed him up. As far as in the ring goes, he's He's always had that incredible lucky bump card. But, yeah, I mean, he is getting up there. But at the same time, the fans love him. Um, I'm sure he'll try to do it for as long as he can. I don't think his body is as bad as his brother's. I think his brother, didn't he have to have, like, his pelvis fused with something? Right, because he was doing that that top rope leg drop for all those years. Yeah, so – I guess he's just he's just a lucky brother. He's been healthy for the most part. Um, he's probably gonna do it till his body stops on him. And I, it it didn't look bad enough on on Sunday. I, I think he's got a couple more matches left in him, so All right. he'll probably keep going. All right, we'll turn over to the SmackDown Women's Championship match where we have the champion Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Becky slams Charlotte's arm into the post, and then she locks onto this armor. Charlotte makes it under the ropes, and Becky has to do the rope break. Becky counters a spear from Charlotte into a cradle for a clean pin in the middle. 
and Becky Lynch is the new SmackDown Women's Champion. The WWE actually, for once, did what the fans wanted on time. Yeah. They try to act like that ain't what the fans wanted, but we heard the cheers. <laughs> From the moment she jumped in the ring, that shit was, let's go, Becky. <laughs> like, ooh-wee. But yeah, that was that was, that was was cool. It was, I'm glad it was clean in the middle so she can say that, you know, she can always say she out-wrestled Charlotte for the title. It wasn't any hijinks or shenanigans where, you know, they automatically, you know, have to have some asterisk by it. So I thought this was well done. G money one time for WWE giving the people what they want and then make them wait six months before they didn't want it anymore. So, I mean, when they do things wrong, we got to give them hell. But when they do things right, we at least got to tip the cap to them. I mean, I, I guess so. I mean, I kind of feel like you're giving props to the, the little kid who stole the money out of his teacher's purse and brought it back to her. Like, yeah, okay. You brought it back, but still you stole it. We got to talk about that young man. So yeah, they 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 made it right, you know. And but I was completely shocked by the clean finish. I I, I didn't see that coming, but but good for her, you know. She kept it going. She did her thing backstage with the with the video. She really tried to keep herself out there, while you know, as far as actually in the ring, things weren't too hot for. Her. But uh, good for Becky. Yeah, yeah. So much deserved. Much deserved. Next up. Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre they're defending the Raw Tag Team Championships against Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Drew McIntyre hits a flying clothesline off the ropes and Dolph tags in. Rollins blind tags in while Drew and Ambrose spill to the floor. We get a superplex by Rollins but Drew hits the Claymore to cut off the Falcon Arrow. Dolph Ziggler lands on top of Seth. Seth gets pinned and the champions retain their titles. So this was a very iconic. Yes, this was a very creative finish. And uh the heels, it was, you know, it was a little dirty, but not that dirty. And the finish was great. Seth um, you know, going for that Falcon Arrow and then bang the Claymore and Dolph just lands on top of him. The camera kind of didn't catch it in real time clean, but when they showed it on replay, it looked really good. G, anything you want to jump in and, and add to that? Uh, I'm tired of seeing these guys work, <laughs> working with each other. I'm tired of it. Can we please see something else new? Uh, although I, I'm kind of interested in the six man that's coming up at the Super Show. That's what I want to see. I didn't want to see them go in as just a tag match. I wanted to see the six man. I thought that would be more interesting. But um, outside of that, I'm done. I'm kind of surprised McIntyre. Uh, Hasn't really had a, a singles push. I mean, you, you look at the guy when he's standing next to Braun. It's like, damn, these guys not too too far he, off inside. He's not that much smaller than Braun. Yeah, I didn't like, know. That, I didn't know that at first. I was like, oh, yeah, like unless he's wearing lifts or something. Like, uh, you know, might need to give a guy a shot at some title as a singles. Right, right. I don't know, man. You know. Vince been playing this long game with Roman and he's finally got him there so it's going to be a long time before you see some you know mixture and creativity when it comes to some other guys getting a shot at really we being the champion not just you know getting a match and getting beat that does make sense but at the same time I didn't think they were going to bring 
Brock back for a match. I know we're jumping ahead of things, but I thought his contract was had been wrapped up. I didn't see this was gonna happen. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, but so who knows? <laughs> yeah, true. But nah, I, when we get to that, I'll let you know what's up. Okay. Just just what I'm thinking anyway. Okay, we get the WWE championship match. We get AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Styles springboards into the Coquina clutch. Joe pulls AJ to the center of the ring into the mat, but Styles counters into a pinning combo for the win as Joe didn't let go of the hole. After the match, Joe claims AJ Styles tapped out, so AJ Styles then begins to fight off Joe, and he knocks Samoa Joe to the floor. They show the alternate angle on replay, and it does show AJ Styles tapping out, and so basically this is going to be you know if, uh, you know set up for something a little bit later on in the night. I like this match. It was really good. The finish was really good. Um, but I think they had a hard time following the match before it because that tag team match had everybody in their, you know, in their fields. And then when they got to this match, it, they just couldn't get into it. But I like the way that this time AJ Styles just started off just punching his ass. He didn't try to lock up with him like this ain't no wrestling match tonight. So I really like the way that 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 played out. Didi Jone, AJ Styles. Still renting the place from you. Still the champion. How do you feel about that? I mean, I guess he pays it on time. And what more can you really ask for? <laughs> you know, the, I guess the lease isn't up. And I can't make him leave early. So. All right. I'll deal with it as long as I have to. Now, G. But, he, but he's got to win at some point, right? Like, he can't. Like, this doesn't count as a win. Like, he, he's going to win something yeah like a clean win yeah he's been yeah. he's been like getting the baby face like can a baby face have heel tactics because <laughs> 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 in a way this is kind of like what aj styles has been winning by he, yeah you're right he hadn't won anything clean yet so i was gonna ask g till or you know getting g into this uh we thought that samojo would have been the champion by now uh, I know we both thought that he was going to get it at the first matchup that they had, but once they have this, the rematch to the rematch, do you think that maybe for a little minute, AJ Styles would give up the championship run and then, you know, get something epic going into Royal Rumble? I don't see it. It's very rare for someone to win it in the third attempt if they didn't at least get it in that first or second one. That's extremely rare, especially in WWE. Um, I mean, it's possible, but I don't see it happening. But I, I don't see why AJ would have a, a problem, you know, dropping the title. Uh, I mean, he he's pretty much bulletproof now. He is the he is John Cena uh, 2.0. So he he doesn't need it. He's just a you know a good face for that brand right now. But I mean, we just saw this with with Nakamura. I I, I think it is time for him to drop that belt to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let it breathe for a second, and then you know he can always get it back whenever they need him to have it back. Yeah, he like he he doesn't need it; just something. I mean, his last wasn't his last loss to to Brock. Yeah, I think so. And that, and then he had to fly from Chile to do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess they like you know favor for a favor, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so our next match 
has Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. Bryan and Brie lay in yes kicks and then Miz Maurice bail to the floor. Bryan and Brie follow an attack. Brie and Maurice are back in the ring and Brie hits a running knee strike. Brie runs Maurice into the Miz, but Maurice counters a roll up by Brie into a cradle with a little bit of the tights. And Maurice pins Brie Bella and the Miz Maurice are victorious. So, Didi, we love a heel tactic on this show. I stand. <laughs> As you know, I'm not here for Bachi Brie. So, Maurice being able to roll her up, shock the world. Although it didn't shock y'all because all y'all picked Miz and Maurice. I thought I was going to be able to get my little extra point. But I was very happy for Maurice because I did not like how it was very one-sided this whole way through. So I was glad that they finally got one up on the kids. Yeah, yeah. The action between Miz and Daniel Bryan was pretty strong, G, leading up until the women getting in and, and having their interaction. That They were kind of like Brie Bella was the hot tag here. In this match, um, are, are you seeing? We, we saw Daniel Bryan uh, do a dive and hit, but miss. So, you know, they out here playing with fire with this dude, or, <laughs> or you know, if you're if you're all if you're if you if you're good to go, you're good to go in all aspects. Yeah, you're good to go until you're not. So, uh, yeah, I mean that's the type of style that he likes to work. Um, hey, just fell to the middle. Uh, he's he's gonna go out on his shield like that. So, um, although I I never want to see this matchup again, never. I gotta, I gotta say that I just leave it to the to the fellows on this one. Um, the the ladies didn't have it. Um, you may be uh, in for a rematch at some point real soon, like in a couple of weeks. What you mean, May? No, uh, um, Brie and uh, Marisa Evolution. Probably will. No. You don't think so? No. It's um, it's uh, them twins and Rhonda. That's well. This is that Super Show. That's a Super Show, right? Uh, yeah, that's the Super that's Show. Ev- I thought that was Evolution. No, that's the Super Show. Yeah, they got. I they- want to see them girls at Super Show. They got. They got like they got like three major things happening at the same Listen. time. Who's? I don't even know what you call it. Whose quality control said anybody wanted to see Nikki Bella at the Super Show? <laughs> that is a lie, and the truth is not with them. But all right. Well, then, yeah, I guess if it's not Evolution, it probably will be. She'll probably say something about I'm a mother who works and loves her baby. You're just a lazy Canadian. That's what I would say. <laughs> Get it popping. Mm-hmm. For the Raw Women's Championship, we have the champion, Ronda Rousey, versus Alexa Bliss. Rousey hits a doctor bomb, and then Rousey fires up and lights up Bliss with strikes. Bliss cuts Rousey off with a kick. Rousey then hits the Finley Roll variation. She grabs the armbar, and Alexa Bliss taps immediately. So, Ronda Rousey continues her climb up the ranks. She actually sold a lot in this match, maybe a little overselling, but, you know, for the most part, she portrayed that she had hurt ribs and Alexa Bliss was using that to her advantage and keeping her at bay, but she finally overcame. So this was probably her best in-ring effort all around with Ronda. Didi, I'm sorry Alexa Bliss Mm -hmm. let you down because I I know you played the game 
the way I usually play the game, and, and this one burns you in the mm-hmm. who you got this this time. Mm-hmm. G- I'm so mad I can't even talk about it. <laughs> oh. G Money, what do you think about Ronda Rousey in this match? Yeah, man, you, you called it uh, for sure. Uh, it was on that line or overselling, but uh, she she showed her vulnerability, and that's a very important quality being able to sell. So I was impressed by that, and I would agree that's that's been her best uh, singles match so far. And you know, hopefully they can keep the momentum going, and she'll continue to improve. Yeah. Yeah. See, the thing that people don't realize about Rhonda that I see already is she's one of the few people who, when she comes out there, everybody's standing the whole time she's out there. When she's wrestling, when she starts like really getting on the offense, people start standing up. You don't really see that in all of the matches. When she, like when they yeah. first, when they first come out there, they pop. But no, they stand up and they stand pretty much a lot of the time through you know her match so that's why she's you know for one where she's at because they understand like yo this is different it is different but you know she's still new this is someone that they they're, they haven't seen on you know 300 episodes of, of Raw yet right so right. you know eventually it may change but just hopefully her skills will improve in ring and also as well on the mic to the point to where it won't bother you that you're seeing her, you know, every single Monday. Right. So, well, see that, that, that gets me to a whole different discussion that we would have to have like in the dark match or something about, even though you got three hours, you ain't got to have everybody on this show. You got, (laughs) or, or do this. You got all these like bit players in the back that never come out. Right. Sprinkle them in some weeks and don't have Roman Reigns on the show. You know what I'm saying? Don't yeah, have that, Braun on the show and give a that, give you a little a little breather. That makes sense, but Vince treats Raw as a TV show and not as a competitive sports program. To where, hey, if if you're watching Game of Thrones, you're gonna have the, the star of that show just about on every episode. Or whatever your top show, you the person that you're paying the most amount of money, that guy or that girl is gonna be out there front and center. So that's how he sees Raw. He sees it as a television product. So he he's gonna forever have his stars out there. Gotcha. Until he goes away, I think it's gonna be that way here on out. Yeah, but see, it's weird. He's like getting paid like a sports property, but running it like a straight up TV show now. It's in a weird mix. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So we see Samoa Joe in the back. He's complaining to Paige, of course, about AJ tapping in their match. And then, of course, he runs down the ref. Paige says that the decision is final, but Joe will get a rematch at the Super Showdown in Australia. Joe promises to make things worse around here. And at the Super Showdown, there must be a winner. No DQ. No countouts. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Mick Foley as a special guest referee. WWE Universal Championship match. Hell in a Cell. Roman Reigns counters out and hits a pair of Superman punches and then spears Strowman through the table. That gets two count. Dolph and Drew arrive and they brawl with Rollins and Ambrose. Dolph takes beat down and Rollins and Ambrose clear off the announce table. 
Drew makes a save, and they clear off another announce table. We have some more brawling, and Dolph climbs the cell. Seth Rollins follows, and they make it up to the top, and they begin to brawl. Drew follows them up, and then Ambrose climbs up with Gendo Stick. Ambrose runs wild with the kendo stick and then brawls with Drew and then both men are down. Dolph now starts to climb down and says Rollins cuts him off. Rollins follows and they battle on the side of the cell. They slam each other into the cell and both men fall off through the announce tables. Then all of a sudden, I think I hear, yes, that's Brock Lesnar's music. Brock Lesnar comes down to the ring. He kicks off the cell door and he heads into the ring. Paul Heyman maces Mick Foley. Brock beats on Strowman with parts of the broken table. And then he beats on Roman Reigns with some other parts of the broken table. Brock runs wild. He hits an F5 on Strowman. Then he hits an F5 on Roman Reigns onto Braun Strowman. Brock's business is done. He leaves the cell. We have a new referee who slides in and waves off the match. And that was the end to Hell in a Cell. So Brock Lesnar came through, crushed the building, pulled the cane with the, uh, you know, kicking the door off the cell, getting in the match, blowing up the match. And uh, Brock Lesnar is in the mix once again, folks. Now, Didi, I'll come to you first because you, um, Brock had a, a visual aesthetic that you were very fond of. I mean, if I say it once, I've said it a thousand times. A damn beard is such a cheat code. Like, less. Because <laughs> I remember Brock Lesnar from way back when. I never thought he was attractive. Ever. Ever. Never. That albino gorilla is just not my aesthetic. But when he came to that ring with that beard, I had to rethink my whole thing. And I was like, I understand Sable now. I understand why she is okay to be in the middle of nowhere with them seven children. I get it. It all makes sense. So, uh, take notes, fellas. Take notes. If you can grow one, grow it. If you, if you can grow one and it's not patchy, you should grow one. <laughs> G-Money, I think Brock Lesnar, uh, he ain't, he's like Terry Funk, man. If they paying, I'm playing. <laughs> so, the Australian the Australian whoever financer says I want Brock. All right, Brock says he, he it's one night he can come in, do what he needs to do, collect his cash, get on the plane, and come on back home. Yeah, I mean I'm sure it would be more difficult for Usada to try to get on a plane flight <laughs> to try to test him while he's there too. So it, it just kind of works out. He gets the payday and he gets away from the blood testing. It works out for him perfectly. So <laughs> I'm sure he's happy about that. And I, I know DD was was talking about his face. I would like to talk about his face too, not in the same manner that that she was, but the look on his <laughs> face when that door <laughs> just exploded off those hinges, it was the best. Because I know he was like, "What the fuck, y'all gimmick this so poorly." I don't think it was supposed to just fall off the way it did. Maybe I'm wrong, but there was like just all give. <laughs> well. You know, Brock doesn't know his own strength. I mean, the man literally almost threw a Cadillac door into the crowd from off the stage one night. So, yeah, that is fair. That, that was <laughs> awesome too. <laughs> that was almost a lawsuit. Yes. 
that thing like hit the end of the thing and didn't skip up. It just kind of died and and hit the floor because <laughs> that was who that was close. So this is the WrestleCast. We can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. Now we're going to go into Monday Night Raw. That followed Hell in the Cell. That took place from Dallas, Texas. Roman Reigns said Hell in the Cell was rough and brutal. He had his you know opening promo. He says that you know Brock came through. He's the reason that he lost, and you know he challenges Brock to come down now and challenge him. Of course, Brock getting in the building. But our man, Braun Strowman, comes down. He says that he's lucky that Braun was there. That's the only reason he is still the champion. Then Baron comes in. Baron is like, hey, this is my first pay-per-view as GM. I'm the one who's the most upset about my main event getting ruined. So then he books on November 2nd, Saudi Arabia, the crown jewel, Roman versus Brock versus Braun in a triple threat. Thoughts, questions, concerns? I just want Braun with the belt. How we get there is really not a concern to me. <laughs> you may be waiting a little bit. I know. I had to wait 23 months to see Becky be champion again. I'm in it. Yeah, For the long haul, I got time. I was about to say, you might want to pack your patience with that one. Paul Heyman. I really did sound like <laughs> so uh, Paul comes out he does his usual thing he props up Brock you know tells everybody about Brockonomics and how it works and uh, you know basically gets everybody hyped up for this three way let's see anything else we had Dean and Drew they faced off just for Greg's delight <laughs> uh Drew got the win with the Claymore. Uh, we have Seth Rollins versus Dolph because uh, Baron Corbin tried to, you know, sneak the titles up off of Seth, but Seth agreed to the match even though he was all banged up and hurt. We had the Undertaker. He was here. He comes, cuts promo about Triple H, talks about Triple H's soul being shallow and he's lost all his respect and he's delusional and that will be his downfall. Uh, so he says that, you know, Shawn Michaels isn't going to go that far to just, you know, be in the crowd or be in the back that he's going to be in Triple H's corner. So the Undertaker is going to take a public official away from his job, away from his people, and Kane is going to be in his corner in Melbourne, Australia. For the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Yes. Well, WWE <laughs> is making a, they are donating like 100K, I think, to the, to the police department, I think, and, and some other agencies there. The police department? Yeah. yeah. And some other some other local agencies, I, I guess. They should have been taking your mayor away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's what they're doing. Just don't care about the people in Knox County. Hopefully, y'all don't have a major uh, catastrophe that the mayor would need to be on hand for. Be unfortunate if something like that happened. Well, there's Skype. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, when you put it in that sense, yeah, I guess so, Greg. Good call. 
I mean, it's 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 Tennessee. They'll be okay. They'll figure it out. Uh, match two that was just here for Greg's delight. We had Intercontinental Title match: Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler um, blocks the Falcon Arrow into a roll up for two. Seth Rollins hits the blackout, and then he retains the Intercontinental Championship. Great counter. Oh, great strategy. Sleeper hold locked in. And look at Dolph Ziggler with a sleeper hold. Locked in on Seth Rollins also tonight. The Raw Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey, has been talking about a possible open challenge for her title. Guys, Seth is fading. Seth is fading fast. Dolph Ziggler with his full body weight on the Intercontinental Champion. This could be it for Dolph Ziggler walking away with the Intercontinental Championship around his waist once again. Ziggler screaming at the official, ask him, ask him. Seth Rollins doesn't know the meaning of the word quit, but this just could be a case where his body runs out of fuel. After what Seth has endured, it's, it's at capacity right now. These two superstars know each other through and through. Rollins back to a vertical base, trying to somehow separate himself from Ziggler. Uh, Ziggler reaching right for the eyes of Rollins. I don't think the referee saw it. Ziggler landing on his feet, going for the zigzag, and Rollins able to hang on. Oh, and for the super kick, blocked by Seth. Boom! Oh, and there it is, that ripcord knee from Rollins. Drops into the cover, hooks the leg on Ziggler to retain, and a kick out by Dolphin, too. And now Rollins turns his attention to the challenger, and Dolph, though, fighting back. Two tremendous competitors, both former world champions. Desperate challenger draped across the top rope. Rollins needs to figure out a way back to his feet. Dolph needs to get off the top rope. That is not somewhere you want to be in this situation. Rollins back to his feet. Going for the high-risk move. Pulling out all the stops. Superplex. Rollins is fired up. I don't know if Rollins is fired up enough. Looking for the Falcon Arrow. Not able to get through it. Here's Ziggler rolling through. And a kick out of two. Stop. Can Rollins capitalize? Seth's back is destroyed. He might not be able to capitalize. Shoot the half on Ziggler. Is it enough to put him away? Hooks the leg on Dolph. And I got him. Wow. Here is your winner. And still the Intercontinental Champion, Seth Rollins. What effort. What heart. What guts by both of these superstars. This was a really good match. Off deserves. Yeah, Dolph really put on a good match with Seth. They got they got really good chemistry. They can go at a really high pace. And uh I think that's kind of what the fans want in today's wrestling. They they're not really here for the wrestles. If you can kind of work no, in a if you can work in a dive and then it takes y'all a little while to get to the get back up, that might need to serve as the new wrestle. Because uh, you know, these two guys definitely had the crowd locked in and tuned in to what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey comes down to give an open challenge for the title. She says she wants to be like Bret Hart, Steve Austin, Ric Flair. Natalia's music hits, and then the Riot Squad drags out Natalia's beaten carcass. Ruby says that this is <laughs> Ronda's fault, and she's going to accept the challenge. So the Riot Squad they attack, but Ronda Rousey fights them off. Then Ruby Riot with a very nice spear onto the bad ribs of Ronda Rousey. But then Dee Dee's, the team she doesn't want to see at all, the Bellas come down 
and sure they don't. help make the save. Ronda Rousey and the Bellas clear the ring and they stand off. I just I want to know how Brie Bella got the John Cena undrafted label. Like, why is she everywhere? Well, her husband was the GM on Smackdown, on Smackdown when she came back. So I mm-hmm. guess that kind of gave her a little bit of leeway. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. Her last match was with Maurice, which means her ass needs to be on SmackDown. <laughs> I don't need to see her twice a week. No, you don't get to do both. You are not Corey Graves. You don't get to do both. Uh, That's just how I feel about things. So, uh, actually, this made me uh, want a match I didn't know I needed, which was Ruby Riot versus uh, Ronda Rousey. I mean, we know the finish, but. The actions leading up to it were pretty cool, considering that spear that Ruby Riot gave Ronda Rousey. G, how do you feel about Ruby Riot? Uh, I don't know how she can have her moment right now. She just kind of got to keep her head above the water, just uh, perform to her best right now, because it's, it's Ronda's time right now. Right, um, right. She might really not get her time in the sun until. She makes a move to SmackDown, mm. or, or maybe when the women get their own tag team, the belts maybe then. Right, right. Right now she's just fodder for the big fish right now. Yeah, but see, like that would open up a whole bunch of fun. Those tag team belts, Miss Didi Jonay's been calling for them for a year and a half now. I'm telling you, I am in a perpetual stasis of. Wait and see that I'm right, and you could have just done this a while ago. <laughs> it's time to walk. Walk with Elias. <laughs> He's down <laughs> to play his tune. Of course, he makes fun yeah. of the Cowboys and the crowd. And then, Probably so. and then, little Deggy <laughs> Fresh. I mean, Leo Rush comes down and interrupts. Says Elias is a rock star, but he only sings the same sad diss track each and every week. So Elias cuts him off and he asks, Hey, whose kid ran onto the ramp? <laughs> Leo Rush. He's like, This is very bad parenting. Right. Leo Rush introduces himself officially and Elias says, He doesn't care. We need to have Leo taken to the lost and found so he can have his parents located. So. Leo Rush then introduces his man, Bobby Lashley. So Lashley and Elias, they have a match, but the real fun was on commentary as Leo Rush is trying to, you know, sell his his uh, his his new his new prospect here in Bobby Lashley, what he sees in him, why him and Bobby are tight, and what he's going to do for Bobby, try to take him to the next level, and he calls Kevin Owens a coward. Oh. Well, Bobby Lashley heads up top, and he flies off the ropes, but then he flies right into a knee strike from Elias. Kevin Owens comes out, and of course he's going straight for Leo Rush. Yes, so he chases Leo Rush to the ring. The ref throws out the match as Lashley saves Leo Rush after Leo Rush does like a leapfrog, a, a, a high hurdle, a backflip, all trying to avoid uh, Kevin Owens and Elias to actually get to Bobby Lashley so he could save him. Uh, Bobby Lashley then military presses Leo Rush onto the floor onto Owens and Elias. And then uh, Leo Rush hops back on the ring, tries to get on uh, Bobby Lashley's shoulders. It looks like he's about to Alabama slam him, and uh, Leo Rush pulls himself back up. <laughs> Luckily, he didn't kill himself. But this was fun. 
It it was necessary because Bobby can't do it alone. Right. This could work. Right. Right. Again, another Didi Jone talking point that has come to pass. I mean, my cash app is in the bio. WWE, feel free to drop off them coins. Thank you. So, Greg, how do you feel about the company making the best talkers in 205 Live managers on Raw? Uh, well, I mean, they're doing the Lord's work right now. <laughs> they're, making, they're making some some uninteresting superstars interesting. So, um, good for them. That, that was a that was a very sneaky way to go about it. Because uh, I mean, uh, is that show still being watched on the regular by by most fans? Uh, if you just want to watch some good matches by some smaller guys, WWE style, then yeah. But it, I mean, it's no real storyline or anything to it. I mean, I guess there is, but I haven't watched it in, in months. What are we talking about? 205 Uh-oh. Live. <laughs> See? Oh. That's my point, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Thank you, Dee. He tells right on time. <laughs> like, if I, if I hear there's a good match, I may check it out, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you hear about it, yeah. Right. So... We had a return as Mickey James and uh, Alicia Fox, they faced off against Ember Moon and a mystery partner who turned out to be Nia Jax. So Nia Bay is back. Of course, Ember and Nia, they get the win. Uh, Nia does some more drop on Alicia Fox, and then that was the finisher right there. So good to see Nia back. Beating up. Alicia Fox throwing her around. Sorry, classic. I missed this. I don't know what I was doing that I didn't see it. Oh, that's yeah. It was good. It was good. Crowd was really, really big pop for seeing Nia. So good. I don't know. I don't know where she's gonna place in the women's division right now, but she's here, so they'll find something. Is our music still the same? Yep. Hmm. <laughs> During the opening segment, Constable Corbin put himself in the main event for the Universal title against Roman Reigns. So we've come to that time of the evening. Roman hits a Superman punch. They get back in the ring. Corbin takes a powder. Corbin then throws a chair at Roman, and the ref disqualifies Baron Corbin. Corbin kind of complains, and then he realizes, I'm the GM. So he restarts the match as a no disqualification match. Corbin he hits the deep six and covers for a two count. Dolphin Drew arrived because Braun had came out earlier and he got dispatched, so they came and checked out Braun. Seth and, then, Seth and Dean arrive, and then we get a big brawl on the outside. Seth and Dean hit suicide dives. Reigns gets cut off by Corbin, but then Reigns hits a spear, and Roman Reigns retains the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns runs oh! into a chair by Corbin! Well, call for the bell officially. Threw a damn chair at him. What they waiting for? Ladies and gentlemen, per acting general manager Baron Corbin, this match is being restarted as a no disqualification match. Break out the champagne and a Superman punch. Oh, and Corbin at two! 
Go figure. No disqualification, and here comes the monster among men, Braun Strowman. Oh, and Corbin from behind! Baron Corbin taking advantage of the distraction by Strowman. Look at this, 385 pounds on repeat. Roman can't even defend himself. Braun Strowman wants to finish what he couldn't do last night. Oh, remember earlier in the night, Braun said he thinks he can beat Baron Corbin. Roman Reigns somehow lands on his feet. Into the post, shoulder first goes Strowman. And now Baron Corbin looks for his opportunity. Blasting Reigns again from behind. Baron Corbin trying to win the Universal Championship. Corbin spins through. Roman uh -oh. Reigns. Deep the deep six by Corbin to win the championship. Yes. Punch the leg out. Reigns and a kick out by Roman. This is all within the rules. Yeah, them in a running buddy, Braun Strowman. Roman Reigns is defenseless in the ring. Here comes the backup. Roman's friends, Ambrose and Rollins. And now the ball outside the ring. It's Bedlam here at ringside. Superman punch. And now the shield. Protecting Reigns. This is all still legal. The match is still continuing. Ambrose and Rollins gonna fly. Everybody goes down. Spear by Reigns. Cover up to the leg. Roman Reigns retains the title. Here is your winner. So when everybody turned off their television after uh, <laughs> Nia Jax got the Samoan drop, I appreciate they felt pretty good about themselves in this episode of Raw because I know a lot of people didn't stick around to watch Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns in the main <laughs> event. I don't know what I did because I didn't see that either. <laughs> see, to my point. Crazy. I clearly had the channel on. Did I fall asleep? Yeah, it sounds, sounds, sounds like it. Those, <laughs> sometimes, man, it'd be creeping along and you look up and it's like, wow, it's only 945? <laughs> like, this should be a two-hour show. It would be perfect to go off in 15 more minutes. So, G, overall thoughts on this episode of Monday Night Raw? Uh, it was a uh, Good experience for me because I did not watch it live. I think that's the best <laughs> way to watch Raw. So you can just fast forward at your at your leisure. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's a it's a it's the beach that we wrestle each week. So right. Right. that's 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 what we doing. We just rolling the rolling the stone up and down the hill like Sisyphus at this point. <laughs> Didi Jone, any uh, bright moments that stood out to you that, that you really enjoyed on this edition of Raw? I really enjoyed looking at Elias every week. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, facts to facts. And also, I enjoyed Leo Rush coming out to be the mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley because that's all I've ever wanted for him because he can't do it alone. All right. Oh, well, I mean, I shouldn't say couldn't, but you know. It, 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 was, it was a struggle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, all in all, this was a pretty good addition to Raw, except for it was a lot of Baron Corbin. And if you're not a fan of Baron Corbin, then <laughs> you might have different feelings about this episode. But the wrestling was solid, and uh, you can't complain about that. Got a quite a bit of match, quite a few matches. Let me sit, clean that up uh, on this edition. So we will turn it over to Ms. Didi Jonet for our SmackDown Matters report. SmackDown was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, home of, um, I don't know, tumbleweeds. Anyway, The Miz welcomes us to Miz TV. He promises us a special guest who ends up being his wife. Uh, They are gloriously obnoxious. As Marie says, meeting Brie was the easiest thing she's ever done in her life. Uh, They mock their relationship, Brie and Brian's claiming that they are a marriage of convenience that ended up losing to a superior couple. Which, you know. Maurice announces <laughs> that tonight is her last night on SmackDown. She's going back home to be the mother of the century. Miz promises to destroy Brian now because the crowd pissed him off and calls out Brian. Brian comes out. He's mad. Uh, he ends up dropkicking Miz into Maurice. There's drama and he's so scared. But it's a trap. It's not even a good trap. Um, but Miz is hacked. Uh, but then, in a reversal of fortune, he actually knocks Maurice down to the floor and ends up, you know, kayfabe injuring her. And Daniel Bryan clotheslines Miz off the top of the rope to stand tall. When they get backstage, something is going on in my hallway. When they get backstage, Bryan is interviewed. And she's like, how did you know it was a trap? He's like, of course it was a trap. Anytime the Miz calls me out, of course it's a trap because Miz is what? A coward. He said he didn't think, though, that he was stooped so low to involve his wife in his traps. However, in Australia, he will punch Miz in the face and punch his ticket to a WWE title shot because their match in Australia is to be the number one contender for said WWE title. Next, well, how did we care? Did we like it? Did we enjoy it? Oh yeah, that was fun. They was, was fun. they was throwing hella shade. Yeah. Miz and Maurice, that is. Yeah, they're they're really great at it. Somebody told me that they really don't like each other, Maurice and Bree. Well, that makes for good TV then. Yeah, they said on on Twitter, Maria Canales wrote a note to her and was just like you know, good things happen to good people. Remember that conversation we had all those years ago? Wink, wink, wink. And then she deleted it. And then it was just like, congratulations. <laughs> so I was like, mm, I saw the shade and I liked it. So, but you know, that could just be long, long kayfabe. But I like to think they really don't like each other. And if that's the truth, I'm on Maurice's side. Anyway, New Day. Talk about retaining titles at Hell in a Cell. And we'll then move on to Super Showdown and defeat the bar. In um, service of that, there is a one-on-one match between Cesaro and Kofi. Kofi hits a Tornado DDT for two. Cesaro gets dumped to the floor and Kofi hits a Springboard Attack for two. Back in the ring, Kofi hits an SOS for a good near fall, but Cesaro quickly cuts off the trouble in Paradise, hits him with a Neutralizer for the win, Backstage, Rusev and Aiden have words over the Hell in a Cell loss, and Rusev tells him to stay away from the ring tonight. Rusev and Lana leave. English rants that Rusev Day was all his idea, which facts, and that all of the failures are Lana's fault. Ooh, I don't know about that. 
Lana hears all of this and is off to tell Rusev about it. I want you to know that the people who write for SmackDown also write for um, soap operas. So you know that it didn't go down that way. But that's what she went off to go do. Randy Orton is in the production truck sexually harassing some handsome man. It's just very uncomfortable. <laughs> My notes say getting sexually aroused, which is accurate. As he watches footage of him torturing Jeff Hardy, he makes the production stooge pull up footage of Orton trying to rip off Hardy's ear and promises more destruction to his next victim. I forget who he said it was. If he did, it doesn't matter. I just want them to call the HR department. AJ, stop. <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. When you saw that, what was the mm-hmm. first thing you thought about? Your hands are dirty. It's <laughs> the first thing I thought. Because he had his hand doubled on my man's face and his and chin. I was like, I know you've been washing your hands. Like, first of all, they don't wash their hands. Listen, I work in a medical, I work in a medical building. They don't wash their hands anyway. And then, on top of that, what we've heard about Randy Orton, and he don't wash his hands. He just had his hands all up on his testicles and on his face and on his shoulder. That's so nasty. I was disgusted. And that's why I told you he's not acting. Because <laughs> a normal person would have put Purell on their hands before they did that. I know he did not do that. You'll never convince me he put Purell on his hands before he went and touched that man. I know he didn't do it. <laughs> I'm disgusted just thinking about it. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. All, his, all his genetic markers. Ugh. Ugh. I'm sorry, I'm disgusting myself. I'm distracted. Hold on. <sighs> My God. <laughs> AJ arrives and is interviewed. He says Joe winning the title would have been the worst thing. And says sometimes you get lucky and karma got Joe. They will settle things in Australia, but he needs to focus on seeing almost tonight. Lana wants to tell Rusev about what Aiden said, but I told you this is soap operas. So that doesn't happen. Rusev tells her to wait and asks Aiden to sing him to the ring. And Aiden, who was shook that he wasn't got called, I was like, me? You sure? All right. But before that happens, there's not, oh, right, yeah. There's Nakamura versus Rusev. It's for the WWE US title. Kinshasa is countered with a Mashka kick, and both men are down. Um, really, only in service of the storyline, would Rusev not have just turned over and pinned him. But I'm okay with that because I love Nakamura. So <laughs> Aiden gets on the ring with the microphone and is like, Rusev, crush, which what? Distracts. Yay. Rusev and Nakamura gets the roll up for the win. Post-match, Aiden attacks Rusev and lays him out and sings Happy Rusev Day before Alana as she screams, before leaving as Lana screams. Nakamura trying to hold on to the top rope. Rusev trying to pull oh, him off to the eyes. To the eyes of Rusev. Nakamura broke free. The referee's view is obstructed by Rusev's body. Wait a minute. Oh, and the knee right to the face. Both superstars crashing down hard. Can Shinsuke Nakamura capitalize on this opportunity? Oh, into the barricade. Nakamura doing whatever he can now to try to punish Rusev. Just a little bit more. We've seen the track record of Nakamura. He doesn't care how he walks away with the title. It's all about remaining champion. This could be bad news. Rusev in trouble here. Nakamura is loading up. Oh, Oh, Machka kick. Nakamura got caught. 
Rusev cover. Rusev is trying to finish. Rusev! What is this idiot doing? Oh, Rusev needs to focus. Focus on Nakamura. Oh, wait a minute. No, Nakamura. Nakamura trying to get it past him. And yes, Nakamura beats Rusev. Oh, boy. Here is your winner. And still, the United States champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, my God. English from behind on Rusev. Why? Happy Rusev Day! hurt me it's the end of rusev day yeah this this really hurt me and then they flipped it on me and it was aiden doing the turn like what uh-huh. he was like let me get you before you get me i'm just sad that they never got oh uh, a title run right right because they deserved rusev day was iconic mm-hmm. it was it could have been the, the next new day rocks like uh Anyway, next is AJ versus Sian Amis for a non-title match. Um, Zelina the Bay is out along with him. AJ looks for the Styles Clash. The Sian fights out and stuns AJ off the ropes and follows with a missile dropkick. Double knees follows and Amis comes for two. AJ fights off the hammerlock DDT and then gets the Styles Clash for the win. Post-match, Joe attacks out of nowhere and they brawl at ringside. Um, Joe rakes AJ's eyes and then bails through the crowd. He told him he wasn't gonna let him rest. He said you won't get no rest until they until their match. I think that is a wonderful thing because Joe has been basically harassing this man for weeks on end. And then he actually won and got it snatched from him. I feel like that is all the invitation that he'll would need to be like, how Cardi say on site. (laughs) <laughs> like for real on site like every time I see you it's going to be problems because you should, you have my title and so I feel like he is correcting what he's doing from the standpoint of a heel he is very correct in what he's doing however I know you're surprised that's not the main event unless this is out of order I don't remember next is Asuka versus Billy Kay Asuka comes to the ring with Naomi Naomi is in a Feel the Glow t-shirt that she has somehow stretched out into a mini dress with some cutouts on the side. She's looking like, what a snack. Mm, yes, she was. Yeah, she was glowing for sure. 
She did. And then she was kind of like dancing with Oscar in the back. I was like, they're so cute. They look like a tag team. You know what you know what they are? Hmm. Rush hour. They are. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, that. Somebody should put them in a WWE movie. That's cute. They could be like cops. Mm-hmm. They could be like Rush Hour. Oh, that'd be so nice. <laughs> All these ideas. We're here for you, Dubs. Just give us some money. But anyway, um, Asuka escapes and hits a hip attack before running into a big boot. For two, Asuka counters into the Asuka lock and Billy Kate's hats. There was going to be a distraction, but Naomi came around that ring and was looking at your girl like, do we have a problem? We don't. No. Okay. No, she didn't want no problems. That's why Billy Kay's, my, I mean, uh, Peyton Royce is my favorite. Not only is she very cute, she's also very smart. She ain't want no smoke. Because Naomi walked around the side of the ring like, yeah? No? Oh, okay. I was like, that's right. You better punk that little Australian girl. Although people from Australia are made of stern stuff. Everything in Australia can kill you. Oh, yes. The spiders, the snakes. The bats, the birds, the bees, birds, the bees, the sharks. They got lions. I feel like they would have like runaway lions, kangaroos, because you know kangaroos can punch you. They're six feet tall. Um, like everything is like set out to kill you. That's why England sent all their prisoners there. I know, and then just like devil ass white people, they managed to kill all the natives. How <laughs> 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 did how did you survive? That is a funny story, though. Like, somebody sends you to a deserted island that ain't quite deserted, and you somehow manage to kill all the native people. The snakes don't kill you. And everything's okay for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sounds like some demonic shit, if you ask me. Anyway, <laughs> Paige comes out and introduces Becky for her um, belt ceremony. She congratulates her and hands her the championship, the crowd, because we love her. Chant, chant you deserve it. She says it took her two years to get her title back, and this is her show now. And she will get what she deserves. Becky wants Charlotte to come out here now. She arrives. Paige tells them no fighting. Charlotte's like, sure, I'm not there to steal the spotlight. She's here to show respect, the respect she didn't give me at the end of Hell in a Cell. Already you're being disrespectful, however. So watch your mouth. She says Becky threw away a lot to win that back that title, and she can't wait until Straya to win her title back. Becky says she stopped listening and says to shut up because the champ is talking. Come through, Bex. Yes. She says she beat Charlotte and proved her wrong. She didn't let Charlotte take a spotlight at Hell in a Cell. But Charlotte can raise her hand tonight. Charlotte's like, not going to do that. Becky's like, oh, I didn't want you to do that anyway. Put the belt around my waist. (laughs) Charlotte says she wishes there was some of her friend left and congratulates Becky again. She's like, girl, I'm just joking. I don't want you to raise my hand. I don't want you to put the belt around my waist. I don't want you to call me queen. And Charlotte got a got a future in acting because her whole face was like, oh, really, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, oh, you know how we are. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. It was very bad. So Becky kind of makes the face and she's like, mm. so she walks out and leaves and she's like, bye, bitch. And of course, I'm fighting words. So Charlotte goes 
and tries to tag that ass. Becky rolls to the floor. Uh, Charlotte follows. However, Becky slams Charlotte over the announce table and then into the barricade. Then she locks on the disarmer back in the middle of the ring, stands tall, and then hits an exploder. And she leaves sad Charlotte in the ring. <laughs> I'm not. I'm here to show you the respect that you couldn't give me at SummerSlam. But I wanted to look you woman to woman and tell you that you were the better woman that night. So congratulations. You said that I was second best. Well, this title says otherwise. You said that I couldn't win when it counted. Well, this title says otherwise. You said that you were going to walk out of hell in the cell as the women's champion. Well, this title says otherwise. And And on, and on Sunday... On Sunday, I didn't let you raise my hand because I knew you wanted to take the spotlight from me at the biggest moment of my career. But tonight, tonight is different. It is. Tonight, you may touch the champ and you may raise my hand. Oh, so that's how this works? Oh, no? No. No? No. Oh, that's a shame. But that's all right. That's all right. I I I didn't really want you to raise my hand. I would like you to put the title around my waist. always shown you respect always and I came out here tonight to show you the respect but no I also wished that there was a little bit left of my best friend inside of whatever this has become so you know what congratulations champ I just want you to call me queen Becky Lynch wanted to do is just shame Charlotte Flair. Becky Lynch wanted to gloat. Oh my God. Get out of the way, fellas. Oh, and Charlotte sent her with a disc. God. Charlotte just tried to come out here and take the high road, try to show respect to the new champ. Oh, what this is is Becky Lynch demanding respect. Oh, no, and the disarm her. The disarm her locked in here on Charlotte Flair. This is Becky Lynch wanting to embarrass Charlotte Flair. Coronation of a new champion on SmackDown Live, but if she gets her way, Becky Lynch will be called the Queen. And Lynch is not done here on Charlotte. And Charlotte! The exploder in the center of the ring. That is a changed woman. Did you say she changed? I don't think Becky Lynch would argue with you, Byron. The fact remains it's a different Becky Lynch, but you have to call her champ now. I was a fan of all of that. Yes, the Becky Lynch title reign is off to a very good start. It's it's beautiful. There was somebody um 
I think he was on our hashtags. He was like, he don't like Becky as the heel. And I'm like, yeah, technically she's doing heel things-ish, but we don't. The fans decide who's the heel. Right, right. And she, she's more of like... Anti-hero. Anti-hero. That's exactly the word I was thinking. Very anti-hero. She's not a heel. She's just doing things different. Right. And I'm a big fan. She's here. This is interesting. She's here to be the champion. Mm-hmm. And however way you take her being here to be the champion, you take her that way. But she ain't trying to be, you know, the the hero or the bad guy. She's trying right. to be the champion. Right. She's just trying to be a winner. Right. However you perceive all that is really none of her business. Mm-hmm. And I am a big fan of that. Yeah, it's it's real refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get this type of stuff in WWE that often, especially with A and they let them get the belt too once the crowd kinda goes against the way they want it to be. Mm-hmm. So good work by them. Again. Yes, done good. Again. Another good episode of SmackDown. You're welcome. <laughs> kind of what we do. Yes, yes. Again, Didi Jonet, the face that runs the place. Over you on, can call me the landlord. Over on hashtag SmackDown Matters. Mm-hmm. This edition of the WrestleCast is being brought to you by Amazon.com. Halloween's coming near. Christmas will be soon after that. So, Amazon.com is the place to go shopping for costume needs, Christmas needs, birthday needs, anything you need in the world. And you can help keep all your favorite podcasts free on the CSPN by going to CSPN.us, clicking on the Keep Our Podcast Free tab at the top of the page, click on the Amazon link, do your shopping as you normally would. They give a little bit of that cash back to us to help keep the podcast free each and every week pay the expenses keep everybody happy here on the podcast so please support amazon.com through cspn.us next up we have nxt our first matchup has lacey evans and Aaliyah versus diana perrazzo and dakota kai diana makes the hot tag to dakota kai dakota kai runs wild with strikes and kicks dakota kai is all fired up and lacey evans makes the save Lacey Evans makes a blind tag and then she hits the women's right and she pins Dakota Kai for the win. Good match to start off with. This, uh, you know, was based off of the little angle that they had last week. So they paid it off with the match and Lacey Evans and Aaliyah were victorious. We had the Velveteen Dream in the, in the back. Well, he was talking about stealing the show and beating Johnny Gargano. Then we get a Street Profits video, and they say that they aren't done with the mighty Don't Kneel just yet. Then we get highlights from last week's Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair match. Belair says Cross is crazy and took it to a new level. Bianca says she's undefeated, and she will take the fight to Nikki Cross. Next, we have Jackson Riker versus Umberto Carrillo. Jackson Riker hits a slingshot powerbomb. He gets the win. Next up, Candice LeRae. She's questioned about the Aleister Black attack. She thinks Ciampa did it, but Regal says Ciampa is cleared. Regal asks if Gargano may have done it. Candice gives Gargano an alibi and is dismissed. Then we get a Keith Lee video package. Really good stuff here. We should all bask in the glory. 
Then we got our main event of the evening, the UK champion, Pete Dunn versus the NXT North American champion, Ricochet, and the champion versus champion match. Pete Dunn locks on the triangle choke, but Ricochet powers up and he hits a powerbomb. Pete Dunn grabs Ricochet's bad hand and locks on a Kimura. Ricochet keeps fighting and powers Dunn into a deadlift brain buster. Both men struggle to their feet, trading strikes, and then the Undisputed Era hits the ring to cause a DQ. The War Raiders come down and they make the save. And at the end of the night, Pete Dunn and Ricochet are both standing in the ring, staring each other down with their respective titles, with the crowd chanting NXT, NXT, NXT. Uh, this was a tremendous matchup. One of the best matches on NXT you'll see this year. Definitely need to see a rematch with a some sort of finish. But for the time that they had and up until the Undisputed Era ran into the match, it was definitely one of the best matches on NXT. So I would advise everybody to go check this out. If you got the network, go find this main event, watch it, and enjoy it just like I did. So Miss Didi Jone, I'm going to open it up mm-hmm. to you at this time for your shout outs and thank yous. Oh, shout out to um, me because it was my birthday Monday. Happy, happy <laughs> birthday to you. Hey, um, shout out to my old boss. She sent me flowers, which I was shook. I was like, what? Um, shout out to. Need to uh, hold on. You need to um, if things. I'm sorry. You know, shout out. Things start to go sour or sideways at your current job. Be like, hey, old boss, want to be my new boss again? No, she was in North Carolina. Uh, come on down. Mmm. Mmm. I have to learn how to drive first. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Public transfer ain't hitting like it is in D.C. No, no, it's not. You're right. I know. Um, but yeah, shout out to her. Oh, excuse my burp. Uh, yeah, shout out to this, uh, this mead. I said I didn't like it, but I think I'm out of light. I think I might like it. Um, shout out to Mel because Mel always gets shout out. Shout out to Chairman. Shout out to Samuel. Shout out to Gregory. Um, shout out to Jay. Shout out to Angelina. Brangelina. Yeah, shout out to Angelina. Uh, there was somebody else I'm forgetting. Oh, shout out to the person who's buying me my um birthday gift. I got a gift card in my email. I'm winning. It's nothing like good gifts, especially for like a, a just a you know off brand year birthday, but still get really yeah. good gifts for it. Yeah, 30, that's the best. Thirty three, thirty three ain't really much of anything. It's just a year, right? Oh yeah, I'm thirty. I'm thirty three now. It's just a year, so anything I can get, I'm happy to have it. I got like one car. Two of my kids texting me happy birthday. One of them said it the first thing when they saw me. So I was like, you remember. Come on, child. And then, yeah, that's it. My brother said he sent me something. But, you know, men lie. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad that you had a great birthday. And, of course, we wish you many more. Oh, I'm tripping. Shout out to my friend Mahogany. Well, my coworker friend Mahogany and my friend Courtney. Because they took me out on my birthday. All right. Yeah. I'd like to give a shout out to the birthday girl, Miss Didi Jone, Greg, and Sam. I'd like to give a shout out to Quantum Central R. 
uh, Patreon. If you're on Patreon or if you, you need to subscribe to Patreon, if you want to hear some talk about the Monday Night Wars, as those guys are reviewing Monday Night Nitro, Monday Night Raw, and ECW from the time of the very start of Nitro on through the Attitude Era Monday Night War. So that's a really fun podcast over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Like to give a shout out to Classic. Um, like to give a shout out to all the Glow members, everybody who shows up in the Raw cast and SmackDown Matters, NXT cast each and every week. Thank you guys for showing support. Uh, give a good listen to the Not So Newlyweds bonus content podcast about going out and voting, how to register to vote. Um, Candace, Curtis, and Mike, uh, they do a great job on that podcast, so please check that out. Check out all the podcasts here on CSPN. We've got some great content, and like I said, we've got bonus content from just about all the podcasts on Patreon, so please subscribe over there. Help the podcast, support the podcast. So on that note, for Miss Didi Jonet, for Magnum Prime, I'm Don DeLorente, and this has been episode 203 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. They say delusion is the final recourse for the damned. That no man can spin a web of lies like a man that has a broken soul. And I have never seen anyone with a more broken soul than Triple H. Delusion will be his downfall. You see, there was a time with Triple H when he was wicked, savage, a warrior. But these days, he tends to play a more corporate game. His battlefield is the boardroom. He can't see the fear in his own friend's eyes and he can't see his own demise. Now I put no stock in what any man thinks, only what I know. And what I know is this. When I face Triple H for the last time, the result will be just like the first time. I will put him six feet under. Game over.
Select, Triple H, have his deceit, let him have his delusion, let him have his best friend Shawn Michaels. But right there is where the devil is in the details. Shawn Michaels is not going to go all the way to Australia to sit in the audience and watch this fight. He's going to be standing in Triple H's corner. And I'm okay with that. Because standing in my corner will be my brother, Kane. Now everyone knows that I took Shawn Michaels' career. And I'm gonna do the same to Triple H's career. But it seems that he deserves far worse. So not only am I gonna take his career, I'm gonna take his soul, and I'm gonna put him down. At WWE Super Showdown. With my brother of destruction watching my back, Triple H will. <laughs> <laughs>